Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Welcome to the Mick Ultra Golf Show on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. Presented by Michelob Ultra. Locally distributed by United Beverage of South Bend. Michelob Ultra. Superior light beer. Don't compromise. Also sponsored by Bill's Heating of Goshen since 1951. For all your heating, cooling, and plumbing. Also by Pet Refuge, Black Lightner Door, Sherwood Tire, the Food Bank of Northern Indiana, and OSMC, the Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center. And now, the Mick Ultra Golf Show on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. Good morning. I'm John Hoffman filling in for Darren Pritchett, who is taking a few well-earned days off. It's the Mick Ultra Golf Show on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. I am pleased to be joined... Here in the studio <laughs> by the man, the myth, the legend, Mark McGill, to help out this morning. You know, extra inning baseball game. I get up early, <laughs> and the first thing I see is, is Hoff wearing a Cardinals shirt. Well, it's good for you. It, it's good for you. That's okay. You like, you, you like minor league baseball as much as I do, so that's, that's a good correct. Shirt. Yeah. I am a I am a Cubs fan in South Bend, a Cardinals fan elsewhere. All right, we'll allow it. That's right. And producer Matt Embry, of course, with us as well. The uh, <clears throat> Michelob Ultra, the Superior Light Beer, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. That is our sponsor this morning. Of course, the major story in golf is the Open Championship. In Sandwich, England, on the Channel Coast, where they have distinctly un-British Open weather this week. Yeah. It is unbelievable. And the, and the players are tearing up the course as a result. Wind always a primary defense at a British Open. When you don't have wind, you have scores, and we have scores. Yeah, wind uh, down, the sun up, temperatures were in the 60s. 52 players uh, are under par, and the cut was one over. Which is, like you said, unheard yeah, of. Unheard of at, a, at an Open Championship. And, of course, a, a 36-hole record by leader Louis Oosthuizen at 11-under right now as we begin Saturday. Of course, uh, he won't be on the course until shortly before 11 our time this morning uh, as the leaders have yet to tee off. Leader on the course right now, Rory McIlroy, now 4-under par after beginning the day 1-under. Uh, he is through nine holes. So he's now on the backside uh, at four under and trying to make a move to get into contention for Sunday. He's going to need some more birdies. And, of course, you can't count on the guys ahead of him to, to stay still either. Yeah. Oosthuizen uh, has uh, finished second in all four majors. And as Justin Ray noted, he also has seven top three finishes in major championships since 2012. Unbelievable. Yeah. So he's a... Uh, he, you have to like his chances with a two-shot lead going into the weekend, but there's a guy named Morikawa behind him who is scary good and uh, a lot younger and uh, probably with some more stamina. And Oosthuizen, you know, I know you have to pick. You know, it's what, you, what we do on shows like this. Right. You have to make a pick. Thanks, ESPN. It right. created this world. <laughs> right. <laughs> and... 
I can't I can't pick Ustazen much as I like him. I can't pick him. He's level. He's he's steady. But that burst, you fig I figure somebody's going to have a burst. They and, always do, right? Right. And Rory's trying already this morning. Yeah. Uh, if he can, if he can add three or four more birdies on the back nine, uh, maybe, maybe he has a chance. He'd have to do it two days in a row, and he'd need a little help. But, uh, but it's always possible. There's somebody in that pack that's going to come out. My pick is Morikawa. I would agree with you. That's mine too. <clears throat> because he's, uh, he has shown he has. The guts, I was going to use a ruder word, uh, to, uh, uh, to do it in crunch time. And he's still young enough to maybe not quite know what he doesn't know. The thing about Morikawa is, would be his off the tee. He hasn't been that consistent off right. the tee. That would be, in fact, he's been the worst uh, in the field when it comes to hitting fairways in each of the first two rounds. He's under 60%. That, that's like me. I mean, you know? <laughs> I'm not that good. Yeah. Well, me neither. Yeah. But uh, so that that's something to watch too. Is 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 him off the tee? Yeah. Uh, but of course, you put a anything from a seven iron on down into his hand, and he's gold. Absolutely. He is absolute gold. And with no wind on the course, you know that that really could help him. Um, but uh, it's a it's a long way to go. They call it moving day on the PGA Tour. I'm sure they have a more polite name for it in England. But uh, it's, uh, you know, it'll be fun to watch. I'll certainly be out there watching most of the day. Um, so McElroy 9-under is where we are right now. Mark, I wanted to take a minute and talk about this whole Kepka DeChambeau business. This guy, <clears throat> uh, uh, they really have gotten sideways with each other. Yeah. They just flat don't like each other at this point. And DeChambeau is pretty fiery for all his analytics. He is a pretty fiery guy. And he managed to make his sponsor very upset, which, I, you know, personally I kind of found amusing. But uh, they certainly didn't think it was funny. And he apologized and, you know, criticized his driver, which is not a good thing to do when you're a brand spokesperson. <laughs> Yeah. I think we've we've generally learned that over the years, and Kepha couldn't resist a dig, even even yesterday. You know, I love my driver. Just sort of dropped, just slid in there in the middle of an interview. You know, there seems to highly be highly entertaining. There seems to be, in and maybe we just don't hear it, but there seems to be a lot more trash talking going on uh, this weekend than than you normally normally yeah. hear about. You don't see it, yeah, in the tournaments usually, right. You do now, you know, when these guys are playing for yucks or for bucks uh, outside of tournaments, yeah, there's a lot of it going on. But you're right. They're, they are uh, kind of pushy. Yeah. They're kind of pushy. I don't, know, I don't know if that's a sea change in the tour or if it's, uh, or if it's a temporary blip. I guess back in the day, if, if you talk to people who have played golf with Tiger Woods, he's a pretty good trash talker, and, and it's something that, that you, wouldn't, you wouldn't think about because he always just seems so kind of calm and, and, and methodical well, on the golf course. but intense. But intense, absolutely. Seriously intense. Yeah. I mean, nobody did intensity like Tiger in his prime, and it, it, was, it scared the heck out of people. And, you know, Phil Mickelson, as nice a guy as he comes off oh, being. Yeah. 
he can talk some trash. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> and he always said, in fact, one of my favorite stories he had on, on, on the, when he did David Faraday's show was a uh, Faraday asked him, who's, who's the tough, who's the toughest guy when you're trash talking? He says, I can't get anything on Coocher, Matt Coocher. Really? Yeah. He said, you wouldn't think it to look at him, but I can't get anything past him. I heard uh, Barkley tell a story one time. Barkley and, and Tiger Woods, very good friends, uh, play golf all the time. And, and somebody had asked Barkley, what's it like to golf with Tiger? And he said, you know, he's just a trash talker. And, and, and they said, <laughs> give us an example. And Barkley said, we, we were playing golf the other day, and, and uh, Tiger, you know, we, we, we teed off and we're, we're in the golf cart. And Tiger said, hey, do you see where they're building that new super target? And Barkley said, no, where? And Tiger said, between your ball and my ball. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, it's just not what you expect to come out of Tiger's mouth. So, yep, yep. A funny trash talker at that. <laughs> Phil said that uh, he told Kuchar once that uh, Kuchar gave him grief about a hat or something that he was wearing. And Phil said, well, you know, you have to win three Masters to wear one of these. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Kuchar said, well, I hope I only win two. <laughs> See, yeah, <laughs> these guys are good. Absolutely, in more ways than one. Absolutely. All right, as the as the Open Championship continues, as I said, more, Rory McIlroy at four under, uh, hitting the back nine now in his round, leader on the course, uh, with more uh, with Oosthuizen, uh, uh, Louis Oosthuizen at eleven under, teeing off shortly before eleven, along with Colin Morikawa at nine under. You also have Jordan Spieth uh, and uh, at eight under. Dylan Fratelli and Dustin Johnson and Scotty Scheffler at seven under. Uh, and then a group of people at six under. My guess, Mark, would be that the winner's going to come from those top six. I would agree with you, yes. Because uh, usually at least uh, one or two of them are going to have a strong weekend, even if the others fall back. So you got to guess the winner's going to come out of that group of the top six and then the six unders, and uh, there are, what, uh, five or six of them, uh, have, a, have more of an outside shot. Uh, but So we're looking at Oosthuizen, Morikawa, Spieth, Fratelli, Dustin Johnson, and Scotty Scheffler, who has flown under the radar for a lot of golf fans but has been a real strong player this year. He's... Uh, all of them have a legitimate shot to win it, and several of them, of course, have, have majors under their belts. So uh, that's, your, that's the crowd to watch, and they start teeing off uh, around, uh, let's see. Uh, 1035 this 10:35, yeah. yeah, 1025, 1035, they'll start teeing off, and uh, by 11 o'clock, they'll all be on the course. So by 4 o'clock this afternoon, we should know what the, uh, what the final round's going to look like. And, well, and Kepka, you know, tied for 12th. He goes off at mm -hmm. 9.55. He's 5-under. You can never, never rule him out. And, and I think no. the weather conditions are going to be, again, the, you know, the, the, the big story, whether, whether they water the course down or, you know, I mean, if the conditions stay like they were yesterday, then it's going to be kind of a, a, different, a different kind of, uh, of, of open throughout the weekend. One of the things I noticed uh, uh, they were doing, I was looking at the coverage before I came into the studios this morning, and they were talking about how uh, because the wind is down, they're using some tougher pin positions than they would normally today, putting them on like tops of ridges and, you know, 
uh, four paces beyond the front bunker and yeah. stuff like that, where you really have to you really have to dial in your approach shots to get anywhere close and 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 try to make a birdie. And of course, those greens are so undulated and uh, there's so many breaks in them. Every pitch, every putt is a snake on yeah. that on that course. Uh, there was a hole in one. Oh. Jonathan Thompson made the first hole in one of the week at number 16. The shot bounced just short of the green and rolled into the hole from 149 yards. Nice. You ever see one? Well, in I, person? No, yes, really? one. Was not, it off, not a not a tour? Was was it off of your driver by chance? It or? It, it, it it was and it, and the scary thing about it is that it was it was a 200 yard hole i was a new golfer. i mean i had been playing less than a year really and i swung this club and it was the pretty it, it was a driver from 200 yards that tells you what <laughs> what kind of a golfer i was and am <laughs> and it it bounced 20 yards short of the green and just kept on rolling. Could you tell from the tee box, uh, or was it, was it one of those things? I knew it was a good shot. Right. I thought it was going to roll through the green. Yeah, exactly. It was going to roll through the green, but it hit the flagstick and dropped. Wow. And I have never come anywhere <laughs> close to one since. I've never seen one. Obviously, I've never hit one. Um, but uh, it's just it's one of those things where you, where you tee off. And you're like, do you see a ball on, 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 on <laughs> yeah, the green? Know, and then right. as you approach the green, you keep you know your heart has to be racing, going, I don't see a ball. Like you said, either it rolled off, it's sitting in the fringe somewhere, yep. you know, or the sand. But you know, and then you look and you go, no, nah, it's really in the hole. Now I've seen a couple of guys hole out from you know 150, yeah. 160 yards. I've seen several of those. <clears throat> but yeah, it's I mean I you know, and I was far too new at golf to deserve it or properly appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, well, I get that. Well, I'm the, uh, the four-putt king, uh, Hoff. Yeah, I, I get on the, no. golf, uh, on, the, on the green, and I can, I can you know, get down in four on any yeah, hole. On so. any hole, that's right. <laughs> I've, I've been there, done that. All right, this is the Mick Ultra Golf Show on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. I'm John Hoffman for Darren Prichett, Mark McGill with us, producer Matt Embry. We'll continue in just a moment. The Mick Ultra Golf Show, Mick Ultra Golf Show. He tried to say continues on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. John Hoffman filling in for Darren Pritchett with Mark McGill and producer Matt Embry this morning on the course at the uh, at the Open Championship. Rory McIlroy at uh, at uh, four under par through ten holes now as he plays the back nine and tries to make a move on the leaders, which uh, who are Louis Oosthuizen at eleven under, followed by Corin Morikawa at 9-under with uh, more golfers uh, uh, hitting the course, but all the leaders still, uh, what, a couple of hours away from, from getting out on the course. Almost exactly, about 10-25. You know, with Oosthuizen uh, off to the, uh, the great start, uh, history says that if he gets off to a good start at this tournament, he just sticks around uh, at the top. He won by seven strokes in 2010 and lost a playoff in 2018, the two previous times mm -hmm. that he began the championship with a round in the 60s. Yep, yep. And uh, he has been there in all, all the majors. He is consistently there on the leaderboard. Interesting that he has yet to win on, on American soil. Interesting. Uh, after uh, as much success as he's had. Of course, he's won other places uh, around the world and, of course, the Open Championship itself. I guess it's 11 years ago now. 
that, that he had that seven-stroke win. So uh, he's, he's a player that's always there. He's, uh, he will be steady. I wouldn't expect him to fall back. Uh, I just think somebody's probably going to overtake him at some point. Uh, Brooks Kepka at nine fifty five. He goes off this morning. He's at uh, five under. He had kind of a uh, kind of a roller coaster uh, to get to, to where he is. Uh, he uh, had four birdies, also had a bogey and a double bogey with only three pars on the front nine to uh, to get to where he is. So. Mm-hmm. Kind of an uncharacteristic uh, round for him. Yeah, uh, but of course we know he's money in majors. Absolutely, and, uh, he's he's somebody you have to look at, uh, even as far back as he is. Um, <clears throat> as we uh, as we watch the players go out, I mean, there, there's uh, the field is just unbelievable. The, the talent in the field. Uh, John Rahm's another one of the five unders that uh, has the potential. Uh, to make a run, and of course, he's hot as blazes. Yeah, you know, we, we were just talking during during the break that it's just it's amazing to me. Uh, I I call myself a golfer, but I'm really I mean I I, I like to play. I'm just not yeah. not good. Uh, you know, I took lessons as a kid, mm-hmm. and I'm not good. I, I like to say it's because I played baseball all through college, but I wasn't that good at baseball either. So I'm, I'm not sure that that's you know if I were if I were all American and all star, I'd go well. You know, I can't play golf, but I can play baseball. But it's just it's amazing every time you watch a golf tournament, whether on TV or in person, the consistency. And and when they make you know what what they consider a bad shot, right? I would be dancing if if I you know I mean it's absolutely just crazy. Absolutely, you look at their clubs and all the marks are right there, yeah, right there in the middle, right there in the middle of the club face. They do not miss much. Uh, I mean, a miss for them is a great shot for a, any of us. Yeah, you've been to uh, to, to many major. Uh, tournaments in person to, to see see him play? I used to, uh, when I lived in Memphis for a number of years, I covered the PGA Tour event down there, the FedEx St. Jude, uh, for about 15 years. I was there every year watching uh, watching that. Uh, apart from that, I haven't I have never been to a major championship. Um, you know, Augusta obviously is is on my bucket list. I'd right. love to be able to go and, and have not been able to do that. Um, <clears throat> Talk about a place with no level lies. Absolutely. Beautiful and, and, and gorgeous. But uh, uh, one thing I have enjoyed uh, in the decade plus I've lived in South Bend now is the Symmetra Tour event. Absolutely. Because, uh, you know, those, those are real. And, and the thing I love about watching, watching those women is you see a lot of smart golf. Absolutely. When they miss, it's on the correct side. You know, uh, and they just uh, they really know how to manage a golf course. And that's the thing I've noticed, along with the talent. And of course, they're they're striping a ball, you know, 100 yards farther than I ever could hit it. Right. (laughs) And 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 more so now. You know, I was interested that the Symmetra Tour event moved to the South Bend Country Club this year. And I haven't. Uh, 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 I, I honestly don't know what was behind all that. Are you up on that? Or yeah, I just. It, it's funny because I asked that question the other day. I guess they had been in talks. I guess the Selpin Country Club has a, a fairly new pro that has a mm-hmm. connection with the, the the tour folks. And and what it was ten years at at, at Blackthorn. Yeah. Um, they just wanted a change. I guess it was nothing mm. that, that that Blackthorn did. Um, you know, Blackthorn's a great course. Tim Firestone's yeah. just a, a, a great guy. I guess they were just looking for a change, and there's some connection with the the pro 
at South that that the talks were able to accelerate and and they they moved it. But I guess it it, it wasn't ugly. I mean, I'm, I'm you know I'm sure. You know, Blackthorn. Sorry to 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 lose it. It was a it's a great tournament. Yeah, it is. Um, and it's it's really a huge win, as you mentioned, for a, for a town the size of South Bend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for for you know this tour to come through, and the women on that tour, besides being great golfers and great managers of the course, and, and you've had contact with them, they're just good people. Yeah. One after another, I, I've had the 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 you know uh, honor of of being the starter uh, mm-hmm. for for years out there, and they are just polite. Yep. And they, I mean, it's it's eight in the morning. You haven't had the best round in round one. You're back on the golf course in South Bend, Indiana, and you could be rumbling and grumbling if you wanted to be. And they're just not. They're polite. They're courteous. They're they're funny. Uh, they all get along. I mean, that whole experience is just a great yeah, the, experience. The camaraderie is yeah. something that always strikes me about, Absolutely. about that event yeah. in particular, uh, more so than on say the PGA Tour. I would agree I mean, with you. It's, it's a tight group of people, because, and and. But that's how golf is. You know, it's an individual sport, uh, and everybody's competing against each other, but somehow they're also still very good friends while they're at it. You know, when when they're talking on the tee box, you know, waiting to tee off, they're all talking about where they had dinner last night and, and when yep. they're having dinner tonight. And so, yeah, they really seem – and maybe it's because, you know, they're all away from home. They're, they're, they're on their own. They're traveling uh, around, right. some in the same car. I mean, I, I've yeah. seen two or three get out of the same car, and so – but uh, that, that's really well, re- refreshing to see. And that's the thing about the Symmetra Tour and, and for that matter, the other tours, uh, below the top tours, uh, it's not very lucrative. Absolutely. Not very lucrative. You don't, you know, you don't make much money doing that. And uh, uh, so that tends to bring people together as well. Uh, most, I mean, what I is it about half the players maybe in your experience? Seems to me maybe half the players don't even bring don't have caddies. Oh, absolutely, more than half, more probably. than half. And, and a lot of the ones that do bring caddies, it's their father. Yeah, it's their brother. It's right. their boyfriend. Yeah, um, yeah. More more than not, just go off themselves and and you know wheel, wheel yeah. their cart off off the tee box. So yeah. yeah. Well, and it's a lot like minor league baseball, right? You're chasing sure. a dream. Sure. You know, and and that's what I, I think. You know, and, and not that that the PGA Tour is is impure, but there's something pure about minor league baseball, about the Symmetra Tour. You know, you're chasing your dream, but you're playing for just the pure love of the game, you know, yep. uh, like you said, you're, you're not out there for, for the big bucks. Sure. You want to, you want to get your card. You, you, you want to make it, but, yeah. uh, but you know, day in and day out. And that's what, that's what the guys at the top have. If they didn't love this, Absolutely. they couldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, just watch Phil Mickelson. Does yeah. that man love to play golf? He <laughs> loves the fans. He loves to play yeah. golf. He loves, he loves everything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably one of my favorite players on the tour, just just, you know, just overall, because he seems like a really good guy. He seems like a family guy. He just he you know is, loves his he, kids, and you know, and he's intense. Yeah, absolutely. he's in a really intense competitor. But it's the light switch goes off yeah. when he comes off the course. Right, uh, he came off uh, after missing the cut in Memphis one year. He came off, and, you know, we're used to people being really grumpy in situations like that. And he came out of the scorer's shed just grinning, you know, said, all right, guys, come on, let's go. Yeah. Gathered the gaggle of reporters around him and uh, was just cheerful as all get out, you know. First question is, uh, uh, you know, is this – so are you going to spend some extra time now at the next tournament trying to get better? He said, well, you know, that's – not what I wanted, but yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I'm going to do. 
he's a, a you know he 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 comes off totally genuine and that's why people that's why he has that fan base absolutely that he has um he's probably he's probably given away more gloves than you and i will ever see i I love you know uh on youtube or or googling phil and fan interaction in fact i just watched some the other day and he's just Mm -hmm. he's just funny with the quip he his timing seems to be impeccable with the fans he's got a he's got a comedian you know and 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 he he drops the line and hands a glove and walks away i mean yeah no yeah that's uh, right seems like a good dude all right, British Open uh, underway. Uh, let's see, Rory McIlroy now through 11 holes. He's bogeyed one, so he's back to three under. Uh, not what he wanted. He's looking to get some more birdies on the back nine as he tries to close some ground on the leaders. Three under uh, for Rory McIlroy right now. Still the leader out on the course. Uh, there are uh, all the leaders will be going off uh, in a couple of hours. Uh, for their third rounds today. Louis Eustazen on top at 11-under. Colin Morikawa at 9-under. Jordan Spieth uh, at 8-under. Dylan Fratelli, Dustin Johnson, Scotty Scheffler, 7-under. Again, that's your top six or so, and uh, that's most likely, if history is any uh, indication, where the winner is going to come from. Uh, The course at uh, Royal St. George on the English Channel Coast is a course that would you would expect normally to be tougher than it is. And again, it's weather. They're having beautiful weather, very un-British Open weather. I mean, British Open is supposed to be played in 45 to 60 degree weather with rain falling sideways yeah. and the winds at minimum 20 miles an hour. Uh, that's what's to me. That's how the British Open is supposed yeah. to be, and they just don't have it. This and it's year. The, the exact opposite. Yeah. I mean, the sun is out. Uh, there is no wind. Their weather may be better than ours. Well, that wouldn't be at hard to do, point. John. Well, I know, but <laughs> I was at Forwoods Field in a, a complete. Yes. You know, it, just, it rained all game last night. But but and that you know continues to be the big story is the weather because when when you prepare for the British Open, you prepare for those conditions, the yep. the wet you know windy conditions, and you're not used to upper sixties, almost no wind and sunshine. So I would imagine that that you would have to change your at least your approach to the game. Uh, to, based on the weather, because you, you have to be aggressive, you have to be because your uh, your, your preparation for the wind and the rain, you know, isn't going to play the same as as beautiful sunshine in 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 sixties. And it is just a simple fact that uh, many of the British Open uh, Rota courses are uh, fairly defenseless when there's no wind. I mean, we've had we've had years at St Andrews when when scores were really low. Uh, when when the weather didn't provide any trouble. So these courses are designed and they are set up uh, in the expectation that weather is going to be a factor. And when it isn't, you see what you what you see this time, a 36-hole record for the British Open. Louis Eustazen, 11 under after two rounds of 129 uh, on a par 70 course. So uh, that's uh, that's what we're seeing this weekend, and it's got to be beautiful to be a spectator out there uh, on a, uh, in that kind of weather and uh, and see this kind of golf. Uh, so again, the leader's a couple of hours away from going off. Uh, it's the Mick Ultra Golf Show on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT with uh, Mark McGill and producer Matt Embry. I'm John Hoffman for Darren Pritchett. We'll continue in a moment.
It's the Mick Ultra Golf Show on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. I'm John Hoffman for Darren Pritchett with Mark McGill and producer Matt Embry. The British Open underway, third round, well underway uh, at, uh, uh, I'm blanking all of a sudden, Royal St. George uh, in Sandwich, England on the Channel Coast. Rory McIlroy, the leader on the course, he's three under par uh, through 11 holes. That uh, is back. He apparently bogeyed 11 after going after being at four under heading to that hole as he continues his final round. The leader's still a couple of hours away from getting out on the course. Louis Eustazen at 11 under in the final group with Colin Morikawa. They're due to tee off just before 11 this morning. Uh, and uh, the weather, unbelievably good uh, at, at uh, Royal St. George this time around, and that's why we're seeing, uh, seeing the low scores. <clears throat> All right, uh, Mark, uh, who do you see in the field, uh, perhaps outside of those top six or seven, that, uh, that looks, it looks like a threat if you have to do your ESPN prediction routine? You know, again, it was a roller coaster for 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 you know Brooks Koepka, but I don't know that you can ever really count him out. I mean, he we've seen him get hot before. I mean, yes. he can get brutally hot. He can get brutally <laughs> red hot and, and and make a real run. It'll be you know, interesting to be see to see what what Ustazen uh, does. You know, to uh, off the blocks today. I mean, he is poised to. Not run away with it, but he certainly has. I mean, he only has a two-stroke lead. Uh, you know, but. Uh, the rest of the field is five, six strokes behind him. So I mean, it, yeah, you know. yeah. Of course, he's uh, you know this is better quality competition than right. uh, uh, than what I've seen. But I, I recall one year at the Memphis tournament, uh, David Foster, I think his name was, went out and shot sixty-two back to back for the first two rounds. And uh, I remember I was asking Hal Sutton after his round, and I said, "What are you going to do with this guy?" He said, "Look." He can only go downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, he can only go downhill, and sh- and Hal was right. Uh, uh, he never, uh, you know, he he basically, he, I mean, he basically shot even par the rest of the way, and finished out of the top twenty. So uh, you never know. Uh, I would not expect that from Ustazen. Ustazen, right. I'm sure, will be steady. He will be there uh, in the mix, uh, but. He's not going to shoot 129 for Saturday and Sunday. Correct. But you're right. If, if history proves itself here, you know, as we mentioned before, once uh, Oosthuizen gets out, you know, gets out to a lead, he, he sticks around the top. I mean, he's you know he's going to be tough to beat. One more note on on the weather. I just I just saw this. We were talking about how great the weather is. Uh, to kind of put it in perspective, John Henry Cotton set the major championship record with a 65 in 1934. Uh, Greg Norman became the first player to win uh, the jug with all four rounds in the 60s. But this year, through 30, you know, f- uh, the first round, 11 players have shot 65 or better wow. because of the weather. Wow. Yeah, that's, a, that's unbelievable. <clears throat> the name I would focus on outside of the top group is really in the next group just back, and that's the man bun, Marcel Seem from yeah. Germany, who's been – uh, <clears throat> playing, tearing up the European tour. He's been very effective this year. And, uh, you know, looks like he just has, he has that confident look to me. Uh, that, that's a name I would look at out of that group. Kepka, you can't count out. John Rahm, you can't cut, uh, uh, count out. Um, <clears throat> even Sergio Garcia at four under. Uh, now, there's a guy who can get hot. Absolutely. Uh, he often doesn't, but 
when he does, look out. So there are a lot of there are just too many great players to uh, to really um, be assured of anything, uh, and and that's how it should be. Yeah, that's the beauty of this tournament, right? That's right. And, I mean, absolutely. It's, I mean, you know, it, it really, as you look at the leaderboard, it, you know. At this point, nobody's Not a dog in there. <laughs> nobody's really out of it. I mean, That's anybody right. could get hot. Anybody can get cold. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I mean, it's you know, as we sit here this morning, it's still anybody's game, really. I mean, it's it'll be an interesting day. All right, as uh, as the British Open continues, the uh, uh, the tour is grinding down toward uh, the playoffs in August. Uh, the calendar is so different now. I'm still you know wrapping my head around it. We've got another WGC event in Memphis coming up in a couple of weeks. And, of course, the Olympics are the next major event on the golf calendar, and that's not an every-year thing. Uh, and that's going to be a very different thing because they're at least, the, at least the players will have been used to it from playing during the pandemic here in the States last year and elsewhere around the world with no fans and nobody around because that's what they're going to have in Japan. It's going to be awfully quiet out on that golf course. I think the Olympics overall, I think, you know, in, in the, the, the state that we're in now, I think yeah. the Olympics are going to be interesting uh, in all, you know, in all sports, but yeah, the golf is going to be really interesting. It's not going to be a lot of fun for the participants. I, I don't think so. Um, they, I mean, they want to do it, and it's the Olympics, but my lord. Well, uh, and how sad is that, right? It I is. Mean, I mean, I don't care what sport you're in. Yep. You know, but you, you've trained. You know, if, if if that's a dream of yours, if that's on your radar, you you you've dreamt. Yep. To always, you know, be in the Olympics, you you've now reached that point in your career uh, that you're you're at the Olympics, and and you're and just not going to get the, the the true full Olympic experience. No, you're going to get a very trimmed down, isolated, yeah. uh, no mixing with fellow athletes. Right. Even right. it's going to be uh, it's going to be very very different, um, and the golf will be the same uh, in that sense, um, and that. You know, of course, that's really a question of who gets hot. Uh, I mean, in 16, it was Justin Rose, and he was the guy. But uh, uh, Matt Kuchar, as I recall, won the bronze, and I've forgotten who won the silver. Um, Henrik Stenson sounds right. Thank you, Matt. Um, uh, so you just don't – you don't, you have no way. I, I couldn't begin to handicap the Olympics. But it, it's it's the it's a major event, and of course, not all the players will be there. But I think there are six Americans in the field, and uh, a lot of countries only are sending one player. Uh, so it'll be a uh, you know it'll be a legitimate tournament in that sense. They'll play their rounds, and and we'll see who comes out on top. After that, uh, you have the WGC event, and then really all that's left is the playoffs to the end of the season. And those start in August, uh, earlier than we were used to before. It was usually in September before they got down to that. Uh, and this is, uh, gosh, I'm blanking. This is a Ryder Cup year? Yes. All right. So we've got the Ryder Cup coming up in September. We're lucky to have Matt. You know that? That's we're right. lucky that's to have we, Matt. Producer Matt, we're lucky to have you. One of many reasons we keep him around. <laughs> And uh, so, so the calendar is, uh, you know, really almost, almost to the end of the year. And I'm still getting used to the notion of being done with the majors in July. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's just different. And it'll be, it'll be routine in a few years. But 
But for right now, it's uh, it's it's just a different thing. And the calendar is so much more compressed once you get past the fall sort of lead into the wraparound season and you you get into January and especially February that calendar gets tight and those tournaments come fast and it's hard to uh it's hard to find a couple of weeks off somewhere if you're a tour player you know it's got to be tougher on them making up their schedules uh to to figure out what they're going to play and what they're not going to play and how they how they gear up and be in the best shape they can for the majors and and the other key tournaments they want to play. It's always amazing to me, um, you know, just the amount of, of, as you mentioned, preparation and practice that goes into when you're trying to develop your schedule. I mean, it really, you know, it, it it's a grueling sport if you are at that level and, and you're yep. taking part, you know, uh, you're on the tour. I mean, it's you know, we've seen it. We, we've talked about it. You, you've seen Tiger play play a round of golf and then go to the driving range after he's played a round of golf and and hit a hundred golf balls off the driving range and, mm-hmm. and and putt. You know, after I play a round of golf, you have to wheel me to my car <laughs> and, and I have to get enough you know gumption to drive home because I've swung the club so many times. You know, the last thing I'm going to do is go to a driving range after I play a round of golf. But these guys are always. Always, they do. always playing golf. They're always working on their game. You know, and and the mental side of golf is, is just as taxing, yeah. if not yeah. more taxing, than the physical preparation of, you know, of, of golf. And so it's just, in the fact that these guys make it look so easy, these guys and girls make it look so easy. It's just, yeah, it's uh, incredible. And the shots they hit from the spots they hit them, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's incredible. New leader on the course at the British Open, it's Sergio Garcia who. Burned his first hole to get to four under uh, he is now the leader out on the course as the leaders are still a couple of hours away from teeing off Rory McIlroy three under through 12 Jason Kokrak also at three under he's played 14 holes today uh, so uh, those are your uh, of the players out on the course that's uh, that's your leaderboard of course the lead is at 11 under right now with Louis Oosthuizen uh, and uh, Colin Morikawa, two shots back. They tee off shortly before 11 our time this morning at the Open Championship at Royal St. George in in England. Sergio Garcia is an interesting story. I'm glad I mentioned him a minute ago as somebody who could possibly make a run because he can if he gets hot. Uh, and uh, uh, of course, he's been through he's been through his share of struggles as a golfer as well after. Being a phenom in his late teens, uh, went through a number of years where he was really struggling to find his swing. But he always, you know, he always had the talent, and he always had the work ethic, and he and he just kept going. He can be a fiery player too, absolutely, uh, and uh, uh, and can be a lot of fun to watch when he's hot. As I said, I saw him hitting a, just an incredible shot uh, at uh, at Memphis one year. Uh, you know, 220 yards to a pin tucked right by the water. Sergio had a uh, a rough start to the uh, the open. Did you see what happened on, uh, for the before the opening round? No, I missed. He uh, he thought he left his house, his rental house, in plenty of time. He likes to get to the course about 90 minutes. Oh, I did hear this. 90 yeah, minutes before this, yeah. before the uh, before his tee time, he was teeing yeah. off at 10:31, and the traffic was so bad. 
he got stuck in traffic, and so he had to call and get a police escort <laughs> to get him to the course, uh, to get him. You and know, he only made it about half an hour about before, about thirty-five minutes oh, before, boy. which he said talk just, about a quick and dirty warm-up. Well, exactly right, and so that goes back to the mental side of it, right? Yeah. If you're used to, you know, if, if your regimen is ninety minutes before tea time, and that's what you're used to, now you've got thirty-five minutes to get ready, and the, you know, and you've got to be frazzled from from being stuck in traffic. What do I do? Yep. Am I going to make it? Am I not going to make it? Let's call the police. I mean, so. Uh, you know, you, to be able to clear, to clear your head yeah. and, and and get on that course and focus on, on nothing but but striking that ball after that start, but uh, kind of a, a funny start to, to to the weekend. And you know, he's been interesting to watch as his game came back, and of course he, that that thrilling win at the Masters a few years ago. Uh, to to watch his maturity, yeah, uh, and and watch that settle in and. Uh, you know, watch him sort of get his life together, which helps get his golf together. Absolutely. Um, uh, so Sergio Garcia on the course. Uh, he has just started his round, birdied the first hole, and is four under par. Uh, and again, the leader's still a couple of hours from going off. All right, as we head uh, as we head toward the playoffs and toward the end of the season and the Ryder Cup. Um, it's you know I wonder is uh, are the Americans ever going to win a Ryder Cup again? <laughs> yeah, you have to wonder that. Uh, and I I hate to put it that way, but uh, they you know the the Europeans seem to have uh, figured this out. Uh, they know how to put a team together. They know how to be unified. They know how to play together. Uh, and and that's a tremendously difficult thing for golfers who are used to playing for themselves. Even if they're friends, as they are with each other, uh, it's still, uh, you know, it's still tough to truly be a team. And the Europeans do that, and right. they've been doing that for a number of years. So it's uh, it's it's hard to imagine, uh, you know. I mean, sometimes I guess you can get a team with just enough sheer talent to overcome it, but. You'd have to you'd have to favor the Europeans in in in, in the Ryder Cup for the foreseeable future. Be interesting if they uh, paired uh, DeChambeau with Kepka in the uh, Ryder Cup. That would make for a. Uh... It was like the year. It's like the year Hal Sutton put Tiger and Phil together. That was that was an oil and water. Absolutely, thing. that would add a whole other component to yep, the Ryder yep, Cup this year. Yeah, that would be. That would be fun. We dare to hope. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's put it that way. All right. Uh, we owe you another break. This is the Mick Ultra Golf Show on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. The Mick Ultra Golf Show continues on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT, brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the superior light beer locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. I'm John Hoffman for Darren Pritchett, Mark McGill with us, and producer Matt Embry as the British Open uh, winds through the weekend. And, uh, of course, the champion golfer of the year will be crowned tomorrow. Leaders will go off in a couple of hours. Uh, Sergio Garcia, four under the leader on the course right now leaders at uh, the leader Louis Oosthuizen at 11 under uh, as he prepares to tee off all right Mark what you looking for today uh you know I'm just looking at the leaderboard now uh, Jason Kokrak at three under for the round he had a pretty decent round he's through 14 and you mentioned Rory earlier he's three under through 12 so I mean but they've got a lot of room to uh you know to, to make up and and as we talked about I'm just not sure that uh that you know 
the the leaderboard's going to really give a whole lot today. I mean, I just think that um, you know. Excuse me. <laughs> Apologies <laughs> you know, for the loose audio there. Um, you know, Oosthuizen, as as history proves it, you know, once he gets out to the start, that he, that he you know. He's out to. He's tough to to compete yeah. with. Um, I think the weather. We talked about it earlier. Is still going to play a huge role. I think that it's it's going to just fuel those scores at the top. I mean, I think the, if I you know, if I made you pick a winning number under par, how far under par do you oh, think wow. the winner has to has to get? What number do you have to get to to win this thing? I would say, boy, fourteen, fifteen under par. But you know, I mean, I would. You know, right, right, right would, around 16, maybe? I'm going to go lower than that. I'm really? going to go lower than that. I think we probably need about 18. Yeah. Because uh, Oosthuizen, I doubt, is going to back up. I would expect him to add a few. And as we said, somebody in that crowd is going to get hot. Yeah. Uh, and so I would say 17, 18. We'll see. We'll see. Chasing $10 million. Mark, thanks for your help today. <laughs> Pleasure having you with us. Always good to Matt see Embry, you. thank you. It's the Mick Ultra Golf Show on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. I'm John Hoffman for Darren Pritchett. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. This has been the Mick Ultra Golf Show, presented by Michelob Ultra, locally distributed by United Beverage of South Bend. Michelob Ultra, superior light beer. Don't compromise. Also sponsored by Bill's Heating of Goshen since 1951. For all your heating, cooling, and plumbing. Also by Pet Refuge, Leclightner Door, Sherwood Tire, the Food Bank of Northern Indiana, and OSMC, the Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center. This has been the Mick Ultra Golf Show, heard every Saturday. Saturday morning at 8 on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. The home of Notre Dame football, Notre Dame basketball, the Indianapolis Colts, and the South Bend Cubs. This is Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT South Bend. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers. All made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street. Across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today.